Hey, what's up, it's Denia Azure. Be sure to follow me all over social media at Denia Azure, D-A-N-A-Y-A-A-Z-U-R-E. And like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for you, facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure Radio. And be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Just type in Denia Azure. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is David from New York. David Williams, to be exact, and you are tuned in to Denia Azure Radio. Hello, hello. And welcome to Denia Azure Radio. David, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Good to finally connect. <laughs> yes. So, so I met David on Clubhouse. Yeah, I've heard that a lot on this show at this point. So David is an author, a podcaster, and now is the owner of a perfume company. Is that what I hear? Is that the newest venture, sir? Yeah, um, yeah, I kind of spring it on people, man. <laughs> but um, yeah, that is something that I'm currently involved in. Yeah. So what's funny is that he was talking about. I want to say maybe six months ago possibly in the four thirteen he's like he's like he's like, you know what? I might dabble in the per- in the perfume space. And I'm like, Oh, that's awesome. So I'm thinking I'm gonna hear about this perfume maybe like a year later. No. <laughs> right now like I was like, Oh the perfume's out, out well okay, well okay, sorry. Yes, I love it. <laughs> so how so how did you so what inspired you to write your first book? Uh what inspired me to write my first book was a couple of things. Uh, for one, um, it was this feeling of like feeling trapped by the the people that I was affiliated with at that time. Um, I had messages and things like that that I wanted to, or ideas that I wanted to um, run by people at that time. Uh, and for whatever reason, they just could not understand what I was trying to talk about or trying to say. And so mm-hmm. um, I ended up, befriending somebody um, that was also in the creative space and they caught wind of uh, one of my blogs um, because I was a blogger before I, I call it graduating. Um, I was a blogger before I got into the author space because I wanted to be comfortable with the idea of writing a book um, because I'd never done it before. And she caught wind of one of my blogs and she put the bug in my ear and was like, Hey man, like I see that you have a talent for, uh, for writing, like you should, you should write a book. You should write a book at some point. Uh, and I kind of, I slept on it for a little bit, not going to lie. Um, Cause I was like, ah, oh, who's going to listen to me. But then the more that I thought about it, um, it was kind of like one of those things that just would not leave me. Right. It was like, you should write a book. You should write a book. You should write a book. And so um, I finally stopped fighting it. And uh, I legit got up at, at two in the morning when I wasn't working and would just write. I would just write whatever came to mind. Uh, I didn't care if it made sense. I didn't care if it was all over the place. I just wrote. I just wrote whatever my heart wanted me to write. And I did that for about uh, a year and a half. Um, and then on the evening of June 15th, uh, at about 12 in the morning, is when I finished uh, my first book. And that has spiraled into now being on book numbers uh, six and seven, um, simply because I was open to what my friend had to say at that time. So it was expression. 
like feeling like I had something to say but couldn't say it. And I was like, well, this has got to get out. So writing a book was what oh. came to mind. So that's how I got to book number six as we speak. I love it. I love it. David Williams is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. So another piece, uh, so what's funny is that I inter- when I originally um, got introduced to you, it was because mm-hmm. you were also known as Superman. So tell me about that. How did that piece come about? Yeah. Um, and disclaimer, I, I love Superman, so I wear it like a badge of honor now. Um, but what got me into like the whole Superman thing was uh, how I acted at work versus how I am in my creative space. Right. So at work, I got to be Clark Kent for the day or however long I'm at my job. Um, So I have to be very like mild mannered and do things by the book. Um, Kind of just do as they say, I guess. But when I'm in my creative space, uh, that's when my Superman side of me kind of comes out because I can go uh, as fast or as slow as I want to. Um, I've been able to inspire people, and that's what Superman is about. Uh, Superman is about pushing people to do their best in whatever they're doing. And when I saw the the similarities between uh, myself and and Superman, um, it became an affirmation for me. So I I wrote down that I am my own Superman. And it started off as an affirmation, and then it, it... spiraled into me being super drawn to anything that had Superman in it. So I'd buy Superman mm-hmm. workout. I'd buy um, like the laptop stickers that you can put on the back of your laptop to kind of mm-hmm. give it your own face. I bought Superman laptop stickers. I have a Superman hoodie. Like I've devoted a lot of energy to the essence of Superman because I, I feel like um, where I'm at right now, I've had to be. I've had to be my own superhero, if you will. And so that's Superman is my person, but it's also encouraged other people to find out, like, who's their person that they relate to? Maybe it's Batman. Maybe it's The Flash or whoever it happens to be. But for me, it was it was Superman. And so um, it started off as, like, how I noticed how I act at work, and then it became an affirmation. And then I started buying just a bunch of gear from Superman. Um so that's how, like, the whole Superman part of me kind of came. That is dope. I love it. I love it. So how did you originally get connected to Clubhouse and was um, and the 413, actually? Sure. So uh, I initially got connected to Clubhouse, um, which is ironic because the person that connected me, we don't really speak. We don't really speak anymore. But um, – I was on another app called, uh, I believe, called Stereo. Um, And I had found out that it was by invite only at first. And so, um, as you all know, I had my own things going on, and the guy that put me on to Clubhouse um, reminded me, he reminded me that, because I was looking at ways to expand my stuff, Uh, because I was already an author at that point. I had already had three, two to three books under my belt. So I was like, well, I want to connect with more people. I want to connect with more genuine and honest people. And so the person that, his name is Nigel, uh, Nigel Wright, he put me on to Clubhouse. Um, And it's been, it's been dope, man. It's been awesome. Um, I love Clubhouse. Uh, 
I'm glad that I found out about it when I did, because if not, um, I would not be connected with the 413. I would not be connected with you and Denai and Saber and a bunch of other people. So I do give credit to Nigel, to Nigel Wright. Um, so that's how I found out about Clubhouse, because I told them that I was looking to expand on some of the stuff that I was already doing. Um, and I've definitely expanded with Clubhouse. So I, I love Clubhouse. And as far as the 413, um, that was, I was recommended to join that by, uh, I think, somebody that we're both affiliated with by the name of Jane, uh, Jane Malkovich on Clubhouse. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Because I was looking at it as like a master class for different leaders. Because um, anyone that knows me, I love learning. So if anybody, if I can learn from anybody, like I'm totally there for it. And so um, Jane is the one that put me on to the 413. Um, and that's a dope ass group as well. I, I love the 413, much like all of us that are in it. So Jane is the one that put me on to the 413 in particular. Definitely. You know, I think what's, what's up about the 413, and it's funny because um, this morning was stands out to me and will always stand out to me from this point on. So we had somebody that to, to to came in. And she was mm-hmm. in the clubhouse. She just, just was just browsing. But she is from India, but she now lives in Japan. So what was super dope was that Stephen said thank you to her, uh, uh, to her in Japanese and in Hindi. And her reaction, oh, my God, was priceless. <laughs> but it that right there literally shows the power of the 413 and why it's, you know, why it's worth it to get up at, you know, five uh, 540 in the morning on the central time, 340 in the morning, West Coast time, you know, 640 in the morning on the East Coast, because it's those kinds of experiences that you can't get, that you're not going to get anywhere else. <laughs> yeah. And David Williams. Yeah. Even of the breaking up at five in the morning. Um, disclaimer for those that are going to be listening. I struggle with that. I, I was not an early person. Um, cause at first I was like, oh, five in the morning of all the times, why five in the morning? But it teaches, it teaches you discipline a little bit, right? So if you like mm-hmm. something, really like something, or you like a group of people or whatever it happens to be, um, it teaches you to show up anyway, right? Regardless of how you feel. And since then, since practice and waking up at five in the morning, it's been a, a consistent thing with me. Um, so I've been waking up at five in the morning and get workouts in and that type of thing. So I just wanted to, to your credit and to your point, um, kind of shine a light much like you are on the 413 because it also helps with getting up early if you struggle with that. Because I used to, but now I, I don't anymore. I love waking up early. Absolutely, and David Williams is my guest here on the Naya Azure Radio. So you're a podcaster as well. So how did you get into that space? Yeah, so the, my uh, my podcast is called the Be Your Own Hero Show, um, mm-hmm. and it was inspired by again, like I said before, the affirmation of "I am Mount Superman." And what got me into podcasting is um, I loved my experience being an author. Right. I loved just being in a place where I could see whatever my mom wants to tell me and 
just let that be like the inspiration for my books. And so I was like, well, I wonder what else I could do. Like I've, I've written a couple of books at this point. I want to expand. I want to see what else I could do. And um, it fit along the lines of being expressive. And I love just talking about whatever's on my heart in the moment. So podcasting just seemed like a natural progression for me. It was just, it, it was something that came along my path. And I was just like, okay, so this is something that I could do whenever I want to do it. Um, and so that's how I got into podcasting. It was an extension of my experience being an author. And now instead of just writing stuff down, I can verbalize it. So it was really, really just an extension of my experience as an author. Awesome. That's what's up. I, I love it because then I think when it comes to being an author, when it comes to being in journalism, you want to have that extra voice out there. You know, you want to be able to control your own content. I think the, the biggest problem that we have, especially when it comes to the African-American community, is that everybody wants to tell our stories, and they yeah. never get it right. <laughs> so they don't – come on now, please. History, no, let's, right, we'll click, history period. I mean, uh, there are so many examples, you know, of – times when we we've heard stories about us and I was like, wait, that wasn't the right story. What do you right. mean? <laughs> right, exactly. And that's why that's one of you the know? reasons why I um when I interact with people I tell them that if you want to know something, come ask me directly. Like yeah. don't just go off like a third party or somebody that might be connected to me at some point. Like if you want to know something, just ask me. And I'll gladly tell you. Just Come to me, you're that. Exactly. Is the movie Hidden Figures? Had we known then that black women were responsible for us going up into space, it would have been a totally different situation. But the problem is that we, the mainstream media, focuses so much on you know we're only going to talk about what black folks' achievements are during Black History Month, and even then we're not going to talk about what all of them did. We're going to pick a particular amount of black folks to talk about. And that's yeah. it. Every year. It's just the same people do the same things. Nobody else did nothing. <laughs> <laughs> but again, I, I go back to this is why it's so important for us to tell our own stories. Because people that don't look like us are never going to get it right because it's not about them. It's not about their history. It's about the history right. that they want to continue to portray, especially when it comes to us. Because there are so many double standards out there. You know, when it comes, I think when it comes, I love how you say the be your own superhero situation because one thing that happened, which is super dope, and it's Said that it's 2022 that it's supposed to happen. Is that they just, mm-hmm. they just passed uh, you know the anti anti lynching bill, the Emmett Till, um, Emmett Till bill, which is phenomenal. Again, it's 2022. Just saying, said yeah. it took this long to do it. We should have been had this taken care of. But the fact that we got it, we have it into law is great. The fact that we had to have a bill to 
have a have the illegal to not kill us. I have a whole another question about that, but you know, baby steps. <laughs> I'm just saying, baby steps. We'll we'll take what we can right now, you know. But it, it's it's crazy that like that wasn't like a huge thing. Like it's like you hear it in spots. I'm like, we're so focused on you know what happened to Oscars. I'm just like, okay, yeah. we get it. It was a it was a big moment, whatever it, you know. But at the same token. I feel that 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 dominated so much yeah. that it it um, anything else that happened in the news was kind of just like oh well you know whatever but did you hear what happened to Oscars no <laughs> right and the whole yeah. situation was like the the problem that I have when people tell those kind of stories is that nobody wants to go into the backstory of that situation nobody wants to think about what could have led up to that incident? No one wants to think about all the emotions that were going on. I want to think about all the things that were going up this whole year. All people could have been frustrated. Was that the right actions? Not necessarily, but yeah, it was a moment of weakness. It was a moment of frustration built up for a very, very long time of just beratement. Yeah, you know what I mean. So I think a lot of people aren't thinking of that piece, but but it goes back to the whole. Oh well, you know, it looks bad on black folks. It's like everybody has issues occasionally. It does not look bad on black folks because this this one situation happened. If it happened when it, if it was between two white folks, we wouldn't say, "Well, that looks bad on the whole white race." Let's not do that. Let's stop doing that. <laughs> right. And I think that we do that all the time. Right. And I think that sometimes people forget that, you know, even though celebrities might be um, quote unquote up there, if you will, there's still people at the end of the day, right? There's still people Mm -hmm. that part, despite them, you know, having a little bit more money and a little bit more notoriety, uh, there's still people at the end of the day. So when people like, take one, like you said, one incident, an isolated incident, and then they condemn the celebrity based off, like, that one incident. It's kind of like, well, didn't you say anything at one point that you regret that you had to go back and say, like, I'm sorry for? Yeah. Or maybe you said something and you were like, damn, I shouldn't have said that, or whatever it is. Like, so, Mm -hmm. yeah, so, I mean, that's just my, like, two cents on the subject. Um, It's not that it happened where it did. It sucks that it happened at the Oscars, but yeah, I think people forget that celebrities are also people at the end of it. Like if you take away all the oh, money, oh, definitely, uh, it's still people. Most definitely, and and for me, the whole situation is the fact of both men apologized. Yeah, and that that should be that. I mean, like the person, the person that made the statement said, you know, uh, said his apologies and. and wasn't thinking, and the person who made the action said their apologies. So this should be the end of it. Unfortunately, it's not because the internet won't let things die. So, <laughs> but that should have been the that should have been the end of it. What they spoke, but you know, everybody wants to have their two cents or whatever, and that's why we're not saying the exact names because you know it's not that part isn't important. It's a, it's just it's basically insert your black folks here because at this point. Whenever mm-hmm. in the situation between us, it becomes, oh, well, that looks better than the whole 
raised. I'm like, but how does that look bad everyone when it was two individuals that have an issue? I'm confused. Right. We don't do that anywhere else, but when it's when, when it's us, is when it looks bad on everybody. I'm like, that doesn't make sense. Right. And we exactly. and we have to, but we have to stop doing that as well. You know, giving the attention to all the negatives instead of the positives. Because for me, for me, I don't I don't know who's seen Bel Air. I've heard way more crazy negative things about the, the show than the positive. I saw the show. I love it. I love the way that they flipped it. And, and there's just there's so many different components to it that you wouldn't expect, you know what I'm saying? But right. people aren't talking about that part. They're talking about all the negatives, and this is the same way it wasn't supposed to be. Like the whole thing about the whole thing about that show specifically was that it came out of an idea that someone put like put out like a, a little fan video out there, and it became a whole show. Because Will Smith's album was like, because it was so much, there was so much um, hype around it. Will Smith was like, well, let me just check it out. And he was like, this is great. Let's make it. That's what happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> how it works. And, but nobody's praising that part about it. Like, y'all make videos all day long, make reels all day long. Imagine making a reel and it pops that much that someone says, let's make an entire show out of this. Why isn't that what's being celebrated? Why isn't that what's gone viral the way it's? I mean, there's the, yeah, there's people talking about it, but not the way it should be. Not at all. I see way, way more negative things than positive. You know, so it's, it's, we have to get so we have to get better as a people when it comes to celebrating each other and showcasing and showing love to the positive things that we do. Yeah, we just yeah. we just have. Uh, we have a new person in the Supreme Court, African American woman. Like the, the, that should be blasted the same way, but it's yeah. not. But that is yeah. where it is up to. Go ahead. Yeah, I think that it's um, unfortunate that it almost feels like for every um, you know five or six great things that you do, uh, there's always that one shortcoming that people focus on. Right. And it's like, it's unfortunate because you could be so, doing so many other things that, that outweigh the bad thing that you did. But it's almost like when um, somebody gets used to you saying yes all the time. And then the one time that you say no, it's like they're like offended. They're appalled and offended that you told them no. But I've told you yes thousands and hundreds of other times. But you're focusing on the one time that I told you no. And so it's, it's, it's unfortunate. It really is. And I do agree with you that um, we do have to do better. We have to do better. We, mm-hmm. We've made some some progress, but there's more to be made. And to your point, I do agree that we've got to do better. Definitely. But, again, that, that, goes, that goes back to we have all these amazing African-American content creators that are coming out. Like, let's change our focus. Let's make sure that, that we're making – the right things go viral because the way that things go viral, I'm going to give you a little tip. The way things go viral simply is comments and shares. That's it. That's literally it. It's comments and shares. People are commenting and sharing. That's what makes things go crazy. And so yeah. that was what ha- what's been happening is that people don't know that and they'll be sharing something negative and be like, 
oh, you're going to see this and not understanding that you're helping to hurt the uh, the narrative when you do that. Let's start sharing the things that are positive the exact same way. If we shared everything that was positive in the same way that we shared things that are negative, the internet would be such a different place, I swear to goodness. (laughs) (laughs) I promise you, if people really understood the power of the share, they would would pay attention to what they're sharing. You know, so... So now is being in your your a wine company as well? Or you're yeah, working with a, a wine company? That's a work in progress, yeah. Um so the the umbrella that that I'm building is Cows Enterprises. Uh because I knew that early on, I knew that I wanted to be known for more than one thing. I didn't want to just I didn't want to be typecasted, right? As just just a writer, just an author. I wanted to find out what else I'm passionate about, what else am I good at, what else do I love to just, even as a customer, um, what else do I love to partake in? And um, I was looking for a way to uh, to celebrate. Um, I had a friend that put the bug in my ear that I should celebrate more often, and I was like, well, when I think of celebration, what do I think of? I think of wine. I think of champagne. I think of going out. Right, and so I was, I was kind of like, well, um, and music did play a part in that, but I'll get into that in a second. But um, I was like, what's a way that I can celebrate? And I legit went out and bought myself um, a bottle of wine. I was looking for a way to celebrate and just be happy for myself. So I went out and bought some wine, and um, much like in books and perfume and some of the other things that I have going on. Uh, once I was looking at this bottle of wine, I was like, well, if I was to come up with my own wine company, what would I call it? What would it be called? What would I name it? And it was, um, at the time, it was Blissful Memories by Kyle is what came to mind. And so now that's going to be an umbrella under Kyle's Enterprises. So I took my experience as an author, and now I'm just expanding on it. But it's, it's a, everything's a work in progress. Um, it's not out on the market or nothing like that yet, but it is something that I want to add at some point. And I noticed that it went along with my perfumes and my books. And now yeah. it's going to be like a celebration package. So I want to make, that's my end goal for it is to make it a celebration package. So for anybody that buys a book or a perfume, either one, they get the other two at some point. So if you bought a book, You'd get a perfume, and then you'd get a bottle of wine in like a one of those like subscription boxes that you see on the internet, like a subscription box. So that's like that's later on down the road. But wine is in the map somewhere for my brand of 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 Kyle's Enterprises. It's in there, it's in there somewhere, but it's a work in progress. Definitely, Dave Williams is my guest here on Denia Azure Radio. I love that. I love. The fact that you are taking one brand and turning it into so many different things that are able to fit together. So talk about your perfume in terms of the different um, names that you call your fragrances. I think I saw Chasing Star, and I forgot what the other ones were. Yeah. Um, I mean, Charging Star, um, You were close. 
you were close. It's a charging start. And mm-hmm. what made me come up with charging start is um, I applied it not only to my own life, but I applied it to people that um, are chasing a dream, right, or, or chasing a dream, and they come across as uh, relentless when they're chasing their dream. Um, they don't let no's stop them. They don't let people that have made false promises stop them from doing what they said they would do. They don't allow people that um, have ill intentions towards them to stop them from whatever it is that they're doing. And I had a flashback to when I was first getting started and all of this stuff. And um, I did over time become a charging star. Like I, I said that I was going to do such and such and help is, welcomed, but even if I have to start off on my own, I'm going to do that because this is what I feel I should be doing. And I was thinking about that when I came up with Charging Star, and so that's that's one of them. Um, and then another one I came up with is a Man of Steel, um, but it's unisex. It, it's unisex. But Man of Steel is also a close second behind that one. Um, and I have, an, I have an Instagram for all of this stuff. Like, so if anybody wants to find out more info or wants me to send them a sample, it's at the Perfume Mogul on Instagram. That's kind of what, where I've been working with my perfume stuff. Um, but I have a website also that I'm tweaking. Um, but those are like my top maybe two since at the moment. I have others. I have others, but those are the ones that I mainly have been promoting at the moment. So it's Man of Steel, and then Charging Star is like my main two right now. So describe what the smells of your sense. Sure. Um, so Man of Steel was made of uh, apricot, sage, and I think vetiver is the last scent. Um, and it's meant to not be overpowering, but start off as subtle, and then over time you're you're able to really really smell it. Um, I have some more samples, but I sent off one already. I sent off one, and she she loved it. She said that she went through like half the bottle, which I love those. I love when people tell me that type of stuff. I saw um, that on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Oh, did you? <laughs> I think so. Was, uh, was it was it the one that mobile sent? Wait, say that again. Let me see. Let me see. I that on Instagram for sure. I saw her reaction. She was like, oh, my God, I love this. <laughs> and that's what keeps me going with it, too, while you're looking. That's what, that's what keeps me going with it. Like, I love when people think that something is just going to smell average or it's just going to smell okay. And then when they smell it, mm-hmm. they're like, oh, my God, what, what is that? Like, I, I get a kick out of that. I really do. So it keeps me, because you all got to find something that keeps us in the game of doing stuff for perfume. That's what keeps me in the game of doing it. Like, when people don't think that something is going to smell good, and then it does, and then it shocks the hell out their nose, that's 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 it for me. That's all it takes. <laughs> so, so I love that part of it. Definitely. You know, even that, but that goes for anything, you know, the... People understand that when you're doing any kind of artwork or anything creative, it's always the customer's reaction. That that's what keeps you going. 
because being Absolutely. in the space of being a creative is frustrating otherwise. So, <laughs> but yes. when you get that reaction from your customers or your listeners, it's just really, really that is what drives you because you you get that reaction when someone else say, you know, I heard you on air and this um this part that you said, you know, changed my changed my day or yeah. I, I got or I got this piece of mind since like I've you know, I design jewelry so like I'll have customers that'll say like this piece made me smile because it made me think of this or, you know, right. or that was perfect for my outfit or whatever. It made me stand out. So it's it's very interesting to kind of see um, how people react to certain things. But so that's that's really what drives you as an entrepreneur. That's that's what makes you want to continue on those days when you're frustrated and tired and trying to remember why did like okay well now why did I decide to do this? Why didn't I just yep. suck it up and stay at this little nine to five situation? You know, so for sure, yeah. for sure. Yeah, um, and that's people don't know this, but like even in like the writing space, I I go back and I read the reviews. I read the what people might have said in the past about um, books or podcasts or uh, anything that I've done previously. Like, because I have, I'm not exempt. I'm not. I'm not exempt from it. Um, I have days where I just want to chill. Like, I just don't want to do anything related to business. I just want to relax. But looking at those reviews is like you, much like you said of what we were talking about. Um, it's like no, I got, I got to, I got to continue to inspire people. I got to continue to push. I got to keep going because one, not only people relate, but but my message is sticking with people, and that that's mm-hmm. like you were talking about. Like that's to me, that's the best part of it. Yeah, the money is a bonus of it, but knowing that a product that you came up with like inspired somebody to start their own product or start their own business or get into journalism, whatever it is that they're doing. And you had something to do with that based off of like your stuff and your product. I think that's beautiful, man. And I think that that should be talked about more often because I feel like it happens more often than we think it does. People just don't talk about it, but I feel like that part of it should also be celebrated and talked about. Most definitely. And David Williams is my guest here on Benaya Azure Radio. So what do you want your legacy to be? Um, hmm. What do I want my legacy to be? Uh, that's actually a big reason behind why I do what I do, uh, because I am a second-generation entrepreneur. My grandfather was the first-generation um, and I picked, I, I feel like I picked up the mantle for him when I was supposed to. And so if somebody could come along and read one of my books and that in turn inspires them to pick up where I left off, then I've done my job. I, I've done everything that I felt that I was supposed to do. And that's what I tell people. My goal is to leave on empty. So I'm going to do every single thing that I've set out to do, um, I don't have a number on how many books I'm going to write. I don't have a number on how many perfumes I'm going to come up with. I don't have a number on how many wines I'm going to come up with because I don't want to put limits. I don't want limits with that. So I don't have a number with that. So my goal is um, for somebody 
that's coming behind me to pick up one of my books or find like one of my fragrances and say, yo, man, I love what David Stan stood for. I love what he stood for. And so I can relate to that in my own little way. And so nowhere is David. I've got it from here. Like I, I want to do what for somebody else, what my grandpa did for me. And that's what he did for me. So I want to do that for somebody else. So if I could help somebody pick up the mantle, that's what I would want to be known for. That is definitely what's up. I love it. I love it. So what is on your playlist? Like, what would you say is the music that, 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 um, music that you're drawn to? Oh, that's my favorite question. Thanks tonight. Um, <laughs> um, let's see. Uh, Live Your Life by T.I. Is, is by far one of my favorite records right now. Um, it always comes up when I'm celebrating something. So Live Your Life by T.I. Uh, In the Club by 50 Cent is another one. Uh, Magnificent by Rick Ross. Uh, all of the all of the Maybach music songs by Rick Ross. I think he has about five of them. Um, 30-something by Jay-Z. Mama, I Made It by Jay-Z. Show Me What You Got by Jay-Z. Religious by Neo. Um, And I think my final, I could go on and on, but my final song, that I would say is uh, My Life, Your Entertainment by T.I. and Usher. Nice. So you're definitely a hip-hop head. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. That is definitely what's up. So go ahead and give your shout-out because you have so many things going on. <laughs> yeah, I do. Um, Okay, so first of all, I do have to say, uh, shout out to Denia, of course, for having me on. This was dope. This was dope. I love this. Um, so shout out to Denia. Uh, shout out to, I think her name is Seba Chavez as well. Um, she's become uh, a big sister of mine. Yes, Capricorn Gang, we in here. Um, so shout out to Seba. Shout out to uh, Jane Malkovich. Shout out to... Uh, my mom, of course, for witnessing all of this stuff. Uh, she did not fathom this at all. She just, but she's been a, a proud witness of it. So I do have to shout out my mom at, at some point, of course. And um, shout out to my friends that have been down with me before I even got started in all of this stuff. Um, even though I've connected with like new people and different people, um, I still maintain connections with the people that were with me before I became an author and are on the path of, of mogul now, um, which is awesome to think about. So, yeah, I think those are like my shout outs. I want to keep it short. So those are my shout outs. Absolutely. Thank you so much, David. You are incredible. I love everything that you're doing. I definitely need a sample of that perfume and for sure that wine when it drops, no question. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I've got you on the samples for the perfume. Gotcha, no worries. 
<laughs> for sure. And definitely shout out to our incredible 413 family. I absolutely love you all around the world. Keep doing y'all thing. I love being able to celebrate you all on this show. It's been so, so dope to get to know so many incredible people um, from so many different walks of life. It's, it really, really has been a blessing to be able to 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 show love and celebrate each and every one of you. So yes, I am I am super excited for everything that you're doing. I'm so glad you were able to stop by today. I'm so so proud of you. And keep Thank on you. shining for sure. Thank you. I'm glad again I'm glad to be connected. Finally <laughs> Yes. <laughs> it's been a long time coming, but trust me, this is definitely the time this is the time to shine so if you guys are listening to this make sure that you guys check us out we are now on spotify so make sure you guys check us out on spotify and apple Podcasts and google Podcasts, and more is definitely coming soon i'll make sure to get to make sure uh to get you the link so you can see you to either can go ahead and download uh download some of our current episodes on spotify we literally just got on there yesterday so i'm super super excited about that and being able to expand the brand. Shout out to my incredible Next Legacy team. Shout out to Walter, a.k.a. Hungry and Humble. Shout out to the owner, Charles Madison, a.k.a. I Am Branded. This has been such an amazing journey. We are one year in, and this is only the beginning, I promise you. So, yes, yes, yes. Much love and so much appreciation for everyone who continues to listen in. We are super blessed to have over 20 million people listening in daily, which is insane. Denier's Radio alone has been averaging 50 million people. Like, y'all are amazing, amazing, amazing. I truly appreciate each and every one of you, because I remember when we first started a year ago and we only had 300,000 people listening in. So to go in one year from 300,000 to 50 million plus is a blessing. And I appreciate y'all because you're not just rocking with us because we have the latest gossip. We celebrate independent artists. We celebrate dope mainstream artists. We celebrate sports music, and we try as much as we can to keep y'all that positive energy with that and continue to give you great content and great interviews and celebrating our legends, which is so important because if you do not celebrate, if you do not know your history, how can you move forward? <laughs> Well, we're going to go ahead and get on out of here. Much love to everyone who continues to listen. Much love to all of our new listeners, and shout out to everyone that's about to hear us on Spotify. So, yes, yes, yes. Super excited. <laughs> Have an amazing day, everyone.
and take care and continue to express what makes you unique. Hey, what's up? It's Denia Azure. Be sure to follow me all over social media at Denia Azure, D-A-N-A-Y-A-A-Z-U-R-E. And like the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash Denia Designs for you, facebook.com forward slash Denia Azure Radio. And be sure to subscribe to me on YouTube. Just type in Denia Azure. If you want me the 